Welcome back to another edition of Propel's Talk. Before we get into the show, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Got Chris Connor, got Chaz. Before we get into the show, happy Mother's Day to all the beautiful mothers out there. So, want to shout y'all out. Appreciate everything y'all do. Let's get into the show. First took away. Am I still there? We go, Chris Connor, Chaz, joining us here on Sunday. How we doing tonight, fellas? Doing good. All good, man. Good day. Good day. Good day to be here. Yeah, Chris. Let's start with you. Let's start with this question. Yeah. Currently constructed right now, right? We we've been talking about this, but Trey Murphy, right? Is he a starter or should he come off the bench? He is a starter. Yes. That will come off the bench. Explain. Um, I I think um I think that the team just the way that they're built right now with with Zion and Bi the favor of the coach um and how selfless selfless Herb is right how he just doesn't get get in the way of things not a not a guy you really have to find touches for and you still have so much invested um and this is this is if Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram is you know playing playing basketball, you know, game, game one of the season. Um, yeah. I mean, I think um, Herb's the Herb's your best defender. Herb's your, I mean, he's really your only defender de- depending on what you do at the center position. And that's a different topic in itself. Um, I think Trey should be a starter. I think we we've seen the numbers. I mean, just even if you throw out the, the end of the season he had the, or the second half, just his uh, the numbers when he's attached to to Zion and lineups and attached to Brandon is you know it's remarkable and he is you know their best shooter. Um, I would start him, and I, I would just I would just lean lean into your strengths like Chaz talks about, but I don't think that that's gonna happen. I mean, as I think as long as Willie Green's the head coach, unless Herb falls completely off the off the face of the earth, like if he didn't rebound in the way that he did after he yeah. ended the that first half shooting, um, where it was just it was putrid. If he didn't rebound and have that march that he had, I think it'd be a little bit easier. But yeah, I, I he he Trey should be a starter, but I think he's coming off the bench again. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because if Trey's going to start, then that means Herb's the easy choice to go to the bench. Is that correct? Is that who would you would take out of the starting five, or is there somebody yeah, else? I mean, or yeah, I mean, I, I don't see the I don't see a route that CJ is going to be there yet. You There's know no I mean? way. There's I mean, no that way. would that would be the move, but I don't see that as a realistic option yet either. Even if it's something that would probably make the most logical sense from a basketball standpoint. Okay, um, so as a starter this year. Uh, Chaz, Trey Murphy, 15.4 points per game, three and a half rebounds, one, 1.4 assists. Uh, I think he shot 50% from the field and 42% from deep as a starter. So we talked about this a lot. Trey Murphy, I feel like is a rhythm guy. He's a confidence guy. When he's in the starting lineup, he plays a lot different than when he's coming off the bench. Do you think that's something that they should factor in this year? Or do you think that Trey's just going to be coming off the bench to start the year unless something crazy happens? Well, hearing you read that stat line, I would love for him to be more of a rebounding guy. Three rebounds, goddamn, six ten. Come on, brother. But um, so that's something he needs to improve on this offseason. Yeah, I, sure. I'll say truthfully, I don't, I don't think it matters what he starts because I, I think um, history, history shows he'll he'll be starting at least forty games this year. <laughs> um, no matter no matter what happens, he'll be he'll be in the lineup somewhere. Um. Yeah, he's a rhythm guy. You know, you want to give him comfortable. I think Trey is one of those guys you need to start leaning toward maximizing extremely high yes. ceiling. 
um, got the it factor as a player, wants to be better, took, you know, took tough criticism in stride this past season, made the necessary adjustments, even in that last game. It wasn't a traditional Trey Murphy game, but I still I think he still managed to put up 20. You know what I'm saying? Had a really good first half. Um, I just think the obvious choice is CJ going to the bench, right? That's, that's what we all but you know. I think we've all alluded to it. Yeah, and Chris, but you can't you but you can't, can't do it. Yeah, you, you can't do it. But that. why and can't you? I want you to kind of explain why can't you explain well, that though. Firstly, because people are like, why can't you? Right? But why well, can't you? You know, firstly. And I'm going to give CJ the respect he deserves, man. CJ has earned the right to to show that he just had a down year playing through injury. And 100%. truthfully, he's earned the right more than some of the other guys. So it's totally unfair for us to just say. And I, I was kind of on this, you know, wavelength prior to this season. I think CJ be ideal six man. And I, you know, spoke with Kevin Durant. He agrees. Um, he talked to CJ, and CJ wasn't trying to hear. But, you know, CJ earned the right to kind of, you know, showcase himself and show and prove. And um, he earns the right to redeem, quote unquote, redeem himself, I guess. I hate to use that term, but he's earned the right to, quote unquote, redeem himself. But you got politics. You got tenure. You got salary. You got individual accolades in the league. Um, I can't see him. I just can't see him doing that just yet. And you got pride and ego. Right. And, and look, Chris, he brings up a good point, right? You can't bench him because he was the only guy who played through injury last year, obviously had surgery. There's a, a certain amount of respect. He's been in the league for 12, 13 years. You can't just shift him to the bench, but also you're in the business of winning basketball games. Um, obviously, Trey Murphy's a cl- in the closing group. Is that more important than actual starting five? Or do you think that yeah. mixes and matches? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, look, I think the the Brooklyn game they had to begin last to begin last season was in in my eyes like the perfect idea of what people think the Pelicans can slash should be at their best. And in that game, Trey Murphy came in. Um, like everybody got got an opportunity to score the basketball. They were active, you know, on both sides of the floor. Um, and they pretty much set the pace with Top in, top in, motivated talent. Trey Murphy comes in off the bench, putting pulling up 30, 30 foot threes and shooting the ball as much as he wants to. And anytime Brooklyn started to make make runs and you know come back, Trey would find his way or find his opportunities to attack. And I think if 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 the idea of the Pelicans is able to match what we what we actually see and what's and what's produced from an availability standpoint, then Trey's gonna have his looks, he's gonna have his opportunities, even coming coming in off the bench. But um, yeah, I mean, it's no doubt in the games, not only is he your best shooter, um, he's your best free throw shooter, right? So you know he's gonna be in games from that standpoint, especially right. if you're you know, if you're up. And I, I mean, I think he took strides in some, you know, areas of creation individually just even trying to do so even if it's not fundamentally there yet completely it doesn't look as smooth as maybe it could or will look a few years down the line so um but we all know eventually um he's gonna start and whether that means whether that's when um one of the top two players are off the team or whether that's when cj you know um you know is gone or whether that means and kind of it's perfect when you talk about the CJ McCollum situation because like if this team had won let's say this team got to the Western Conference Finals then you could come to CJ and be like all right man look 
here's what we need to do going forward. We want to win the championship. This is what we want to do. Or, or if the team had back-to-back really, really is, and it was all about winning. But you can't really say it's it's about winning because you don't even know if that's going to work. You know, you don't know. You can't make any type of moves like that, especially after the year he had when your best two guys play, you know, less than 50 and 30 games. Yeah. Um, we talk about Zion Williamson a lot, uh, Chaz, but obviously the perfect – fit with Zion Williamson is a shooter and a guy like Trey Murphy. Um, when they're on the court together, obviously small sample size, but he shot 40% from deep. They average 12.1 points per game. Um, those two together are pretty lethal. Now we haven't really seen Brandon, CJ, Zion, and Trey all on the court at the same time. You got to think those four together are pretty good, but I want to get back to the point of if he's coming off the bench, then you would have to pair him off with Zion and, and keep those two together. Because what you did see those two together, you saw a hell of a lot of easy baskets from either Zion or Trey Murphy. And, you know, I would argue that that wasn't even like the best version of Trey. I think the Trey you saw more toward the end of the season was a much better player. So the fact that he was even yeah. able to do that, I think that's a, uh, that speaks volume of, of, you know, the possibility. But, you know, I would say, and, uh, you know, I know we're going to talk about this more later. I wouldn't even consider Zion is going to be on the floor with Trey in this scenario. Let, let's just consider, let's just consider Zion or Brandon won't be. Let's say it's Jose. Let's say it's Jose and maybe CJ creating the offense and creating those opportunities for Trey and Trey kind of creating his own opportunities, putting the, putting the ball on the floor, continuing to work on that crossover, continuing to um, work on finishing at the rim, getting to the line, making his free throws. I think a guy like Trey, I think, was critical for the next step and then maximizing him. It's making him an independent player for as great as AD was his entire tenure here with the Pelicans and beyond. He didn't become a, like an independent player to later in his career. He Most of his shots were assisted baskets. Um, he didn't really have a crazy handle like that. So I think right now is the time to say, look, we're not going to just put park you on a, you know, beyond the arc and let you right. watch all the action happening. Let's see if you can create a little bit. Let's see if you can work on your, you know, dribble uh, pull up. Let, let's, let's give him the opportunity because you got to start maximizing these, these young guys with incredibly high ceilings, in my opinion. Yeah, so Chris. Well, I'm glad you brought this because Chris, I asked these, I asked the question of the guys. I think it was last Sunday when you uh, when you couldn't make it. What's one thing you obviously can't say rebounding, but um, what's one thing you want to see Trey Murphy improve on here in the offseason? Obviously, he's got the shooting. We know rebounding is, is a must with him. What would you like to see him improve? Because um, I said I, I said off ball movement, more off ball, kind of like Clay Thompson, right? Where like he started doing that later in the year. But what's something you'd like to see him uh, improve on in the offseason? Uh, first, first is strength. Um, I think I don't think on ball. I think sometimes uh, I watch a, a lot of the plays that I that I saw him get moved out of the way of being out of position or being in spots to where he was easily called for fouls had to do with strength. Guys just moved him out of the way. And I think rebounding as well. He got, you know, there were bigs that just swam around him uh, when he tried to box out, if he chose to box out in some, in some respects, um, you know, I think that that element offensively, he spent too much time on the floor. You know, his dad talks about that a lot. Spends, spends too much time on the floor when he does, when he is able to get, to get to the, to the cup, just based off of not having that, you know, that, that, that 
mix of upper and lower body strength. I think that's going to help him um, in a lot of different areas, being able to, you know, to, you know, to hold his position to stand his ground on both sides and really, I, I, I guess, grow into his, um, his, his grown man, his adult uh, body in, you know, in, in this stage. And I think as he continues to do that, he puts on, he puts on more weight. Um, then maybe he'll have, he'll have more freedom. Um, I think in finishing even more of the plays that we see and try to finish at the, at the cup, but it's not just the ducks, it's the layups. It's um, some of the awkward finishes, some of the awkward floaters. Some of those may turn into easier looks on that side of the floor. And then defensively just being able to not just strictly stay in front of his opponent, but when that first move, when that first uh, part of contact is created, him being able to not be moved so easily. And I think it'll help him out uh, rebounding as well, specifically defensively. Yeah, that's a great answer. Um, all right, Chad, let's get to the second segment of the show. Uh, your idea here, I kind of like it. Um, reset or retool. Uh, do you want to see the Pelicans moving into the offseason here? Reset, reset, right? Where we come back with the same kind of roster. <laughs> JV staying, we resetting it, or we're going to retool it? Uh, I didn't I, I didn't have JV as a, a part of that. I, I uh, will say. <laughs> right, I, that, I, well, that scenario. I, I, we're going to reset <laughs> it. We're going to retool. Yeah, that's a retool kind of guy. <laughs> but re- reset, um, man, you know, it, it really depends on who's available. It's been a crazy uh Well, you playoff. know, they're gonna come in healthy. They're gonna come in Zion, Brandon, CJ. CJ's gonna come, they're coming in healthy. Like wait, you say they're gonna come in what? Healthy. It doesn't matter what they're gonna come in because this team, I don't care if they're healthy or not. <laughs> like they haven't done shit. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I don't give a th- yeah, you know, like but they were the number one seed. They were the number one seed. No, they were the number one no, seed. No, they yes, weren't. They were. Yes, Zion they were. We even denied. was the number one seed. No, well, he's part, wasn't, the team. No, hey, he's part of the Brandon, team. Hey, look, Brandon wasn't there. CJ was out with COVID. Again, we haven't seen these guys together. And honestly, I feel like if you're going to go through a learning curve in a year, because they still have to learn how to play together. So if you're going to go through a learning curve in year three of this experiment, I'd rather you just bring brand new pieces in and just let all these so You want to retool it? No, that's that's resetting. That, oh, that's you, resetting. I'm sorry. Oh, Retooling is more so <laughs> like working around the edges. Okay. Yeah. So, sorry. like, I, if I if you're gonna saying. yeah, if you're gonna reset, I like if you always got, if y'all all y'all about to learn on the job, just bring everybody new in. That way, you all learn together, do it this off season, and just start it over. But if you're gonna retool, I think there's a lot of around the edge moves you can make that kind of set you up for the for the deadline and um you can make a big splash at the deadline but you got a lot of guys that depend on what what happens with them Jalen Brown, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Luka, you know, you got a lot of crazy things DeAndre Ayton, you got a lot of crazy things that may happen this offseason and the Pelicans still have some capital. And, and Chaz, you've been preaching that I'll give you that your credit there. You've been preaching, you know, getting that and then getting to that All-Star break uh of next year and it's hard to see that but you know you've been seeing kind of through like if they are there there are going to be there are a lot of questions surrounding this offseason chris what would you want to see um pelicans do here uh moving forward well i'm gonna i'm gonna start off by saying uh for for my wrestling fans uh in this in this equation uh justin was michael cole and uh chaz was uh uh the rock yeah yeah if i'm going against the rock it's probably not a good thing but Uh, but uh, usually not a good thing yeah i mean i think I think you know the the answer for me is retool because it's the most likely option, really, really anyway. And I think once I start looking at it from that from that perspective, I mean, 
if it if they disappoint again this of you know next season, they're gonna reset the season after that anyway. <laughs> you know I mean, it, it doesn't like, and we're talking about front office, you know, front office moves, coaching yeah. moves. They it down. Like yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be a lot. You're of basically saying this is a make or break year. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think the writing I think the and writing is on the wall. When I say I make or break, it. where tell me where they have to get to. In, in order to be successful season, I mean, obviously, everyone well, wants to win a championship, but like, no, I, well, I mean, I mean, if they what success is in regards to what, what would make what would make me happy and what the bar is in regards to being like, if we're resetting this thing, it's totally different. Like, success to me for this team is them, I think, at this point, is them getting into a second round and having an opportunity from from there me us realistically believing they have a chance to get to the western conference finals that's you know like that's in my and mind i felt like that was our i thought that was our expectation this year which is unfortunate because well, we got yes and no because this season was about not making a plan right it, it was, was making the playoffs and i think we all said like we 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 expect yeah, a first round win you know, we'd be happy with it and then i, I think like, we i think we just didn't want to be t- i think we want to be top 6 i yes, mean everybody yes. wanted to be top 6 yeah that that was the goal right because look <laughs> sure. I it's hard for me to really talk yeah. a whole bunch about you know making a Western Conference final. Like Zion still hasn't played even a play-in game. He hasn't played one playoff game, one play-in game yet. So you have no idea how he's gonna adjust to that, right? I mean, the the odds say he'll adjust well because of the way things are officiated, how it changes, and this it'll work probably more towards him and his style of play. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I think the answer is retool because. In, Jonas falls into that into that area, adding some other, you know, adding a more modern style team with more with more shooting, more more flexibility and, you know, kind of, you know, making it go from there. Because if they don't, they disappointed again and they're not making the playoffs. So they're, you know, scratching around at the bottom of the Western Conference, just trying to get into the playoffs, whatever the case may be. You're going to reset this thing regardless. Or Brandon and Zion plays the same. They don't play enough games. Somebody's gone. And and when I and when you say reset, right? You mean like, are you talking players and front office? You talk, you're talking everything. Are you? Yeah. Talking- well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, at that point, David Griffin would have been here how long? Five. Years. Five. This is fifth year. Yeah. I, I mean, whether whether you choose to blame him or not, I mean, it's if you're talking about moving players and it's a failure, right? It's it's a complete failure at at that point, and no one should be able to 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 like. Who would blame him at that point for moving on? Or, or okay, let's say it's not David Griffin. Let's say it's Swin Cash, or let's say it's Trajan Langdon. That would be, you know, that would be a big, you know, a big time change. I would say it could be a coach. It could be, it, it could be Willie Green, right? Like, I'm regardless, regardless, some type of reset. I think it's gonna go in all three areas. I think you're talking about front office coaching um, and players. Um, it would be big time changes if they disappoint again next season. If I was. Th- and if I was David Griffin, I'd be nervous as hell because I'm I'm just hoping on health. I mean, I'm just I'm banking on just my two best players, you know, staying healthy. Um, can I, can I add I'm not so frustrated. Go ahead. We keep. I know it's so far. Go ahead. No, no. I, I just wanted to say, um, you know, man, I, it's like when we we spoke about um, the coach uh, coming in, and potentially adding him to the staff, and I I kind of felt like they're a year late. I felt like that was a move you made this past offseason. Mm-hmm. I think right now. I don't think you really should wait until this season fails. I think you need to do something drastic. <laughs> like you need to like, like if I'm going out, I'm gonna go out fighting because I don't even know if like by the deadline you may not even have the 
the authority to make a big move. You could you could be in the Dale Dips type situation so as well. So Chaz, what would you I I know player wise, you you dropped a you dropped a show, I think, last night on Z- No, so maybe maybe I don't know player wise. You 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 dropped a show um if the Pelicans should drop well should should trade Zion. Mm-hmm. Um player wise, what what route would you go? Mm-hmm. Front office, what route would you go? And I'm sure I, I I think I could guess all three of them, but I want you to you know I want you to I want you to kind of get into it. And then yeah. coaching, what would you do? And would you do all three? Um, man, I I would do all, all three. I I would start at the top um, as it pertains to trading. I think I think Trajan has to go. Like truthfully, I I don't trust his talent evaluation skills as it pertains to drafting. And I think you you in a position where you may have to make that pick this year just because of limited salary options and you get you know roster construction things um i would start there also you know one of trajan's calling cards has been his relationships around the league and having the ability you know maybe recruit guys it's like bro no ain't no free agents coming here dog like you know and the free agents listen the free agency market isn't that great anyways like it ain't ain't even that good but i'm talking about but just, I'm talking about you got guys who had one foot out the league who was like, nah, I'll, I'll take my chances in the streets <laughs> before I come here, right? So there, um, coaching, I think you definitely – personally, I feel like Willie is destined for that a James Jones-type elevation. Like, you know what I mean? I think he's going to get promoted within the organization. I think I think that would be really good because, you know, that was the plan originally with, with Elvin, I believe, if I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken. I think yeah. Willie is a similar personality. And I think if you – I would bring in the future head coach of this team this offseason and show him around and get him introduced to everybody. Go ahead, Justin. Well, no, I, no, I didn't want to like because you're making great points. Because I, I still think Willie, we all know like, he can grow into it, and he yeah, has yeah, lots absolutely, and things like that. But you look at the Boston Celtics, right? And I'm, I know it's the Boston Celtics, but you see Brad Stevens, like head coach, <laughs> head coach comes up. You know, he gets he goes to the front office, and then they bring, yeah. in, you know, they bring in Odoka, and then um, Missoula obviously comes in. But mm-hmm. I, I just think it's it, it's it's an interesting thought. Um, and for for the last the last part, like like player wise, I would um for us, uh, guys I was target, I really I saw Bobby Portis wrote something the other day, and I'm like yo, sure. yeah. and uh, Chris, I know you're a fan of Doug McDermott. I think those are guys who are like they're veterans. They they have they they still play a modern brand of basketball, move off ball, can shoot the ball effectively, very very friendly contracts that way it sets you up perfectly for the deadline if you want to make a move i want to see this team be in a rafters situation where shit we got like three or four people who could potentially be the number one guy if things you know work out so i i would much rather have way too much talent than be like oh i want to see how it works with zion or see how it works with brandon because I don't know if it'll even matter with those guys. Like, like to be out, to be honest. So, speaking of retooling, so I'm looking up Doug McDermott's contract. He's got thirty. He's got one year left, thirteen point seven million dollars. Um, gonna look up Bobby Porch for three guys. You know, talking about retooling. I know Chris, you've been wanting him for a while. Same with you, Chaz. I mean, we've Man. been talking about him. Um, but Chaz, I'll start with you, and we'll get to Chris because Bobby Portis is an interesting. He he came out with that tweet. Basically, I think he unfollowed Giannis. I think he said, you know, thank you to the oh, city. Shit. Yeah, like he did. said, "Thank you, the city, the franchise. Like he's out, like he's done. Yeah, he's pissed sense, off, though. whatever. I get that. Yeah, and, and he's pissed off because he didn't play in the playoffs. And you know, he's a competitor. He's mm-hmm. got 
three years left, Chaz. 11 mil, 11 mil this year, 12 mil ne- next year, 13 mil with a player option. He's an unre- unrestricted free agent. Jeez, I didn't realize he's 28 years old. Yeah. 28 years old. He's he, he he an old shot, man. In, in he face. looks old. But we yeah. know, like, shot 30, <laughs> he shot 37% from deep this year. You know he's a tough – like, he's a competitor. He's tough. He obviously knocked down Nico Miritich or whatever. It was a couple of years ago. Broke his jaw. Um, broke his jaw. Like, he is intense, and he's a he's a winner, yeah. and he seems like he's a leader, Like and, he, and he's very vocal about it. Is that something when you talk about retooling, like, a guy we should be, we should be targeting? Yeah, I feel like guys like that, guys who have that chip on their shoulder, and, and I don't mean guys who have the chip on the shoulder and, like, you know, like, Jose is dope. But Jose is like, you know, that's a different type of story. You know, I, I mean, guys who kind of like they like Bobby Portis at one time was a guy who's like people thought he might be a, a future like higher end forward at one point. And um, things didn't go right for him in Chicago. But I, I, I think a guy like that really intense played big minutes in the finals. Like this is not a Solomon oh, yeah. Hill type playoff guy. This and, and his contract is super friendly. He gave them an incredible hometown discount. Um, you like a guy like you know Doug McDermott, super smart player. Come comes from that uh San Antonio tree, been in that system for a while. Coach, just a, yeah, that yeah. players, uh, player coach. Yeah, you know this straight up lunch pail guy. You know straight up uh coach's kid. So you know guy type of guy. You know um that he's a professional. You can, he can teach some of these guards a lot, teach some of the forwards a lot because. Man, these dudes still have a lot to learn. And I just you round you can add a guy like Thomas Bryan if you're looking for another big. You just gotta hit single. You want to go cheap, and, and you've been saying yeah. you want to go cheap at center. Um, Chris, I'll get you in here because looking more into Doug McDermott, Bobby Portis, do you like that kind of vision there in the offseason for a plan? Or um yeah, do you think yeah, I'm I'm cool. I mean, that that would be that would be a, a phenomenal offseason. I mean, to me, if you because I mean we're talking about um you know, building around the edges at that point. And that that's that's perfect. I mean, I think like beyond what the average person thinks that they're getting in Bobby Portis and Doug McDermott, that's an extra layer that I think really matters for this team. When we even think about the people that are going to be there, like Doug McDermott's a great shooter, right? He's a veteran. He's been around, knows his role, role's been consistent everywhere. But he's not just a shooter. He's a movement shooter. And I think this team, this team, desperately with how simple their offense can be sometimes they don't just need a shooter they need a dude that can do it on the move to where if you're not going to be exceptionally creative with with your offense and how it's ran if you are simply allowing someone who's who's been comfortable doing something for for his whole life his whole career and that's and that's being a dude on the move we see so many dudes get paid off that elite but for this team you really in my opinion you really only have one one good movement shooter and that's CJ. Yeah. I think Trey Trey's on his way. I know a lot of people are gonna hear that and say that's crazy, but no, I think I think Trey is learning how. But he, but if you even if you listen to him, he'll talk about how he needs to get better on the move. There's some hesitancy there, and even when he was in college, it was something that he needed to get better at. I think he will eventually. Just being on the move, shooting like JJ Redick style, where JJ shot from so many different angles when he was in New Orleans. That was huge. It wasn't just you know spot ups, and it wasn't just get to my spot off the run, stop planting, shoot. It was, all right, I'm catching the ball and jumping damn near as soon as I, as soon as I catch it, legs forward, same thing. That's Doug McDermott. That's perfect for this team at that size. And then Bobby Portis, outside of what, I mean, yo, big part of a championship team and has been on other playoff teams that's made runs throughout his career, 
Um, this team needs another another option at at big, um, solid. I think solid rebounder, another guy who can stretch the floor, leadership. Um, and I mean, for those that care about stories and care about personalities, the city would love him. So that would be perfect for me. I mean, I was average double double in twenty six minutes, and you and we talk about Chris. We talk about accountability in this franchise. You want to have a guy who will keep you accountable. It's gonna be fucking Bobby Portis. I'll tell you that physically or verbally. Like yeah. it will be exactly be physically or verbally, and I think that's important. And and Chaz, I think you've been, I think you've been on it. I, th- I think it's a great target uh, in the off season. Another guy we got to talk about is Buddy Heald. Um, he's got one more year hey. left. Eighteen mil. We've been talking about him for a while. Mm-hmm. Um. Got one year left. Obviously, Pel- or Pelicans drafted him a couple years ago, traded him for Boogie. Um, do you th- do you see a path? Uh, we'll start with Chris, and then we'll go to Chaz. Do you see a path for Buddy Heal, or do you think that might be an All Star uh, kind of deadline deal? Nah, that's a really that's a really good question. Um, I I think it's a path because I don't I I don't think Buddy Buddy's landed in any place that has truthfully wanted him for long after they've gotten him. And that's unfortunate, that's, right? That's crazy you said that because it's so I, true. It's like the idea of Buddy Hill is so much better than what people uh, and, and and like yo, he's gonna he's gonna go down as one of the best three point shooters of all time. So that's kind of crazy, right? But I'm looking that up right now. Yeah, I, I mean, it feels like anytime he gets somewhere, like even look when he when he got to New Orleans, like man, love Buddy Hill. Like oh, this is great. This and that, and he got here it was like, okay, this is gonna take some time. And then when it was time to get rid of him to go get Boogie, he was like, okay, well, you know, all right. We got to Sacramento, and the yeah. owner loved him, right? Said, you know, he was – he reminded him of Steph Curry. You know, and it, it started off great. Then he it started – once they started talking about money, it was extension time. Now they got beat because they didn't really want to pay him. Like, oh, we like you, but not as much as we said we did in the beginning. We changed. And now Indiana is going to be – I think to me it's, it's, it's going to be a similar, a similar situation. Um, for him, but yeah, I mean, anything that helps this team become modern, another movement shooter. And if you're telling me you can add one of the best three point shooters the game has ever seen, which is crazy, it's crazy that Buddy Hill's that guy. And I still don't know how old he is for real. Oh, <laughs> did he, didn't he lie about? Did he, he lied about his date of birth. Was that in college? I don't remember. I think it was him and maybe Shabazz Muhammad. I know Buddy is like Buddy was like 24 when he got drafted. Yeah, it, yeah, it he was. was. So weird. Uh, by the way, Chris, he was. Uh, looking up right now, um, he is, I think, the quickest to a thousand made threes in 350 games in NBA. Yeah, I, no, no, I mean, I yeah. think it would be great, and I think better than Steph Curry. Best, the best yeah. thing that could happen for Buddy, and you would hope that if New Orleans got him, it could happen there, is that he realizes this is where, like, this is who I am. I'm coming in all, off the bench. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. You know, a specialist. I will start certain amount of game, but this is how. This. This is what the rest of my career is going to look like. This is how I. I stay in the league. Like someone's always gonna want me, but this is how I stay happy. This is my role, and I think if you get that buy-in from him, you know, you could really. It could really be a good pick, even even at that at that salary. But it's gonna take a winning situation. I think somebody. I don't know, like Miami or someone like that. It would have to be. I think a winning winning situation to really turn. And maybe you get a Buddy Hill that you've never even seen before. Yeah. Um. So we'll see, but I'm not mad at it. I can't turn that down. That price is, yeah. But you know, yeah. Uh, Chaz, go ahead. I think. I think. Uh, man, I, I think Buddy Hill has six man of the year potential. You know, um, at least to be in the running, because um, you do have yeah. to wonder uh, for a guy like that. 
if you've seen the best of him already, you know. Um, but he he's clearly a person who thinks he's capable. Of more. I feel like if you if you could shoot, you can always shoot. Like yeah, he's been yeah. able to shoot since Oklahoma. Like he, right. He's just, I don't think yeah. you see a drastic drop off with him. He's an intense guy. He's made some big shots. Um, he seems like a player that would be comfortable in the in the um, organization, uh, like in the region, you know. Um, but that's that's always a factor. Um, I think I think it's hard to get to that salary. Without uh, without calling Larry Nance and say, hey, you want to go to a cool rebuilding team in Indiana? You know th- th- that right. would be difficult because I I truthfully what I couldn't move JV for Buddy unless it was Buddy and something else. Like if I was Can- putting JV in a package for Buddy and something else, cool, but. I couldn't like do when it you when you and I want you to elaborate a little bit more mm-hmm. on that when you say you need another center involved in that deal if you're gonna involve JV because we all we all know that JV is our best trade chip this offseason. So if yes. you want to go get Buddy Healed, you're most likely getting JV. But I completely agree with you. You gotta get something else. And you we talk about Miles Turner. Obviously, the obvious answer there is Miles Turner. I don't think you're getting Miles Turner with Buddy Healed because nah. the contracts just don't match. Man, I just had the crazy trade idea, but I'm not even gonna. Ooh, it was nice too. I'm thinking about it. That would be a nice team. But yeah, I, I just I think it's either if you're gonna target Turner, which we know Griff has in the past, it'll be Turner as an individual or Buddy as an individual player. Maybe you is TJ McDonald still there? Yes. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe you try to get TJ. You but know, you got Jose. I mean, I don't need two of them. Yeah, I mean, Jose and TJ are basically the same. I mean, the and same kind of player. How, how tall is TJ? Oh, he's. He's tiny. I think he's tiny too. I don't even know. But he, he's he's a oh, pest yeah. though. He's yeah, he'll, so, he'll guard you ninety four feet. I've seen that with Lonzo yeah. Ball. I mean, hey, you know what's crazy? We've actually like said and heard other people say, "Man, if only Jose was available." And it's like, yo, we talking about a six foot. <laughs> hey, no one he's talks a, about that, bro. He's no one really talks about good, that. But I'm just saying, it's just like, yo, Jose we is the difference Jose. between making it play. Like it's crazy, but yeah, um. I like Buddy Hill a lot, man. If there's a pathway to, to getting there, I do it. But looking at all the the avenues to getting there, it's either going to be – it would have to be JV or it would have to be um, Larry. Or or Jackson Hayes, Kyra Lewis. What about Temple? And Temple. I think you can get there with those three. Yeah. Man, I keep forgetting about Kyra, dog. Yeah. I, it's, I know, it's, it's like Kyra to everybody. Just like I just Kyra's every is, time, is, man. Is year three for Kyra. This is year four, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. No, he was in year three. No, yeah, he's in Halliburton deal, huh? I mean, the Halliburton year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why is he? Because he because Halliburton went a literally a pick before Kyra. Maxi yeah. went way. Oh, okay, the Maxi year. There you go. Or yeah, or the Maxi one. Um, Chris, let's wrap it up here. Give me uh, give me one guy we didn't talk about that. You know we should we should look at in the off season. I'm kind of putting you on the spot, but I want to hear. Give me one guy off the cuff. Man, one guy off the cuff that that the Pelicans should look should look after or should look for. Man, um, damn. Can I, can I get in there? Start, quick? start, start. Yeah, let me let me. And people people kind of got it. I like Struess. Oh I, yeah, I, I, I I'm mean, gonna kind of fall into it. I I like him. He's just he's he's always making shots in big time games. Like the yeah. guy's just always making shots. Now, is he a guy that's going to take you to the next level? I don't know, but I, in my opinion, I think he's a guy that like this is what I said last year about Boyan, uh, Chaz. Like 
when Zion goes down, you got to have another plan to be able to implement somebody to just like be able to hold it down for a little bit. The Pelicans have not done that. Like we, I mean, we had Trey obviously, but Trey's not really a four. Trey's kind of like a three or two. Like Brandon's not a four. Like he, I don't know Struess a four, but like at least kind of like a big body. Like I don't know. I mean, he might be cheap. He's, got, he's making like one point two million dollars this year and playing major. I give you. I give you somebody. Um, yeah. Dwight Powell. Ah, Dwight yeah, Powell. Yeah. Dwight Powell. Dwight Dwight Powell. Someone I think I I think it's just simple. He'll never he'll um you know he has experience starting experience coming off the bench. Um, he's done a, he's done a little bit of everything. He's played with he's played with ball dominant players pretty much pretty much his whole his whole career. Um, and is a dude I think for Dallas that is that has stepped up in a lot of ways. Um, over over his career, the only other guy that I could that that I can really think of that I'm like that I would go crazy about, or maybe maybe it's two, and it's if they opt out, which I think they will, or I think one of them will. It's either Bruce Brown, I think, who has a player option. I'm not sure if, if he will opt out, but if Bruce Brown was, if he became available, I would whatever whatever this team had to do to get a dude like him would be, I'm all in for, and I think. In that same category, who I, who I consider a similar kind of do-it-all player, role player, been around some, you know, as of late, been around some winning teams, some winning players, um, can shoot the basketball. It's not really going to hurt you. Can start in some perspectives. Is a Dante DiVincenzo. That would be another. Ooh, Ross love player. that answer. Well, he also Ross has a player option, answer. but there's no way he doesn't opt out of that. What's it, do you know? His, do you know his contract situation? Uh, let me see. Let me try to pull it up real quick. Guys, as Chris is pulling that up, who you uh, who you got? Man, I have uh, two guys. What this this three? I got Tom, Thomas Bryant. Uh, you Corey love Joseph. Thomas Bryant. Corey Joseph is a good one. Yeah, uh, I think you know because the thing with Thomas Bryant is I, I do think his ceiling is higher than what we've seen. He looked really good with the Lakers, and he's he can shoot. You know, he's going to be a guy to play spot minutes. You know, come in. Give you a good 15 minutes, stretch the floor, rebound a little bit. Um, and one guy who I think is a uh, man, I think you can extract some value from this dude. He could be a buy low candidate, is Duncan Robinson. I you know why I say that? I, I say that because at a certain point, again, the Pelicans don't have a lot of mid salary to move. Duncan Robinson got about three years left on that contract after this. Well, maybe two years after this. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. not sure. And you probably could get a first and a swap, or maybe you probably could get two first for Duncan Robinson. And you know, Miami is nice. You know, um, sure, JV, JV would fit in in Miami. Oh, you know be saying? great. Oh, yeah, yeah. great. Hey, yeah, Larry, Larry would fit in in Miami too. But you know, JV JV fit in in Miami, and bro, I'm telling like that's a guy who like, hey, if he gives you anything good, great, like you know, awesome. He gives you 37. But you know he can shoot, like he yeah, can you shoot know, you know he can shoot. He, but he, you know, he has he's had some defensive um, liability though. That's just yeah, but you know, we'll fit right in. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. And we got a couple some, of those. He has some mental health issues that he's working through. Um, he deals with imposter syndrome, and you know he's working through that. And um, I think I think a guy I think I honestly think he's gonna land on his feet personally. I think he's gonna figure it out, and that contract is gonna become increasingly valuable. And that's the salary you add to you know another guy, and you could make a big move. So, so I, I think he's a sleeper. So that's that 
I agree with both of y'all. There's one guy I got a shot. So Lito couldn't make it tonight, but he's been saying this name for the entire week. It's Gabe Vincent on, on, oh, on yeah, the Heat. That's solid. Uh, yeah, that's solid. He is an unrestricted free agent making $1.8 million this year. And you see what he's been doing in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Gabe Vincent, um, got Oof. a shot at Lito, but Gabe Vincent would be a really good target. He, and unrestricted free agent coming in the offseason. I see that. I see him getting like someone going the Solomon Hill route with him. Don't you? I know. Yeah. Solomon did the same just, thing, bro. And only because, like, like the you know the Heat more than likely if they don't if this is, if this doesn't fall apart they're more than likely going to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, and I think you know, Gabe Gabe's been a big part of that because they. I mean, nobody talks about it, but Miami's had a lot of roster failures, right? They they had a lot of play like the guys that are performing for them right now. Like some some role players that that wasn't what was drawing up, right? Kyle Lowry, when, when when he signed there, wasn't supposed to be coming in off the bench, right? Right now, you know what I'm saying? Like you know, Duncan Robinson wasn't supposed to be, you know, not playable, playing five to ten minutes, like you know you know what I'm saying? So I I I, I could see that being, but it's man, DiVincenzo's making less than five mil. Golden He's got State, one more Golden left. Player option. His playoffs are coming up. You think about it, and I say, you know, you don't know, you know, Kaminga's gonna get gonna get more minutes next year. Um, you would assume you got Moody, you got Wiggins already, still got Clay, you got stuff you got like Jordan Poole. Jordan, you're you stuck Jordan with Jordan Poole. Poole. Yeah, that's an <laughs> like, contract. You need a lot of dudes to get hurt for you to end up playing minutes and get and be able to put yourself in a situation like you were this year again to kind of show what you can do. And you know, get a raise. I think it's it, if if I was him, I would opt out. And I mean, yeah, I, I think I think Dante, another dude that was on that championship team in Milwaukee, um, I think would, would be really good or a really good option for the Pelicans. And, and everybody that we've talked about tonight, minus Buddy Hill, I don't know his. I don't has Buddy actually ever been in the playoffs mm, or even no. the play in? He's been no. a play in, huh? Not even the King. Nah, no. Indian did did yeah, Indiana make the play in last year? Was he on Indiana last year? Yeah, he was. That's when the Halliburton trade happened. Yeah. Um, Either way, you're talking about guys that have been the playoffs, champions, et cetera. Like, that's who you should be targeting. Uh, We'll get out here. Once again, got to shout out all the mothers. Happy Mother's Day. Presented by DraftKings and Company Burger, located at 4600 for Red Street. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Love to hear your thoughts on who the Pelicans should target and if Trey Murphy should be coming off the bench or should be a starter. We will see y'all later. Appreciate it. Peace.